Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, episode number 435. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company senior SEO, Scott Vanak. Well, bud, it's been a has it been a couple of weeks since I was over at your place? Already? I think it has been a couple of weeks already. Yeah. Time flies, eh? Oh, totally. Yeah. We went out uh, on his boat and had a great time and got to hang out. And as usual, just wish I lived up there. Finally felt a bit like summer. So that, yes. and then it rained, I think, the next day, but you know, typical, <laughs> typical, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to hang out, though. But uh, yeah, things are looking good now. We're back, of course, inside our, our office is working because it's nice out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm looking. At, yeah, look at that. I'm out of here. You you can do the show on your own, right? Like yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> we'll just do it on our bikes. Try and to live that way. <laughs> <Our> um, <bikes. laughs> so let's start off with a little non SEO news about Twitter, which is funny because I think we talked about them last time. Yeah. So the last episode we talked about how Twitter had removed all the uh, no follow tags from all of their links, and while well, they're back. So they put the no follow back, which is like, and I swear I went went through the transcripts from our last show to see, because I was pretty sure I predicted that they would add it back, but apparently I didn't. I must have in a dream or something. Um, but yeah, so there we go. If you uh, if you were hoping that you'd start to get some good inbound links from Twitter, well, that's done. You, you, had, you had a week, you missed your chance. Um, Weird, eh? I don't know why they... Well, I still stand by what I said, which is that I think Google just considered some suggestions now anyway. Yeah. Um, Maybe they don't, maybe they do, but it just makes sense to me that Google always treats all that stuff as suggestions. I mean, they don't really publish their rules concrete format, I don't think. Uh, There's always maybes and it depends. Just like SEO. Yeah, yeah, the whole world of it depends for sure. (laughs) Um, so, uh, actually it looks like you can remove unwanted mentions. Yeah. So this is new as of July 11th. Um, so (laughs) now if somebody's talking about you on Twitter, you can remove the fact you can unmention yourself or untag yourself from their stuff and (laughs) which is super cool. Um, I don't really use Twitter much, so it won't really affect me unless I guess someone decides to freak out at me on Twitter. Uh, So it allows you to remove the link to your Twitter profile from the original tweet and all replies. It will stop people from mentioning you again in the same conversation. And it stops any further notifications about the conversation you were tagged in. So it's a game changer for a lot of people. I think it will be Um, celebrities, especially. Oh, celebrities. Could you imagine? Yeah. Um, so hopefully John Mueller doesn't see this or we'll, we won't get any more Mueller files in the future. He'll just untag himself from everybody. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, feel take like, a lot of work too. I feel like Facebook had something similar to this at one point, or maybe you could just unfollow things that you're tagged in. I don't know. I can't remember, hmm. but it's good. I feel like it's a good, uh, a good step forward for those people that need it. Yeah. Well, and just and so everyone's not too confused. We did reverse that by mistake. What we just mentioned was the non-SEO news. The Twitter adding back the nofollow was SEO news. But anyway, that's okay. Uh, Scott's going to cross so it's all good. Um, you, you introduced the first topic, so don't even blame this on me. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look. Um, okay. <laughs> Read the transcripts next time. <laughs> so uh, under SEO news, uh, Google ranking update summary. All right. What's going on? I haven't caught it. I haven't read this one. 
this isn't super exciting, but it's kind of a helpful little tool. Uh, so in Google's uh, search, uh, search central help documentation, they have added a new page where they outline all of the most recent, well, I think it goes back about two years, uh, search updates, ranking updates, along with a link to the official blog post that talks about it and the start and end dates for the rollout of those updates. So like the most recent core update is the last thing that's been listed in there. Um, so that's pretty cool. If you're trying to figure out if there's been an update recently, it's a good place to reference. Um, I know Moz has a, a going page as well and a few other of the tools out there have this listed, but good to see it listed from Google. Uh, they do only list updates that Google deems relevant to website owners. So you may not necessarily, there could be a small update that they think is, you know, not all that important and it may not be listed, but at least you, you know, it's a quick reference chart. If it'd be actually really good for us for the show, if we're trying to figure out what a core update was from a few months back, quick, easy reference. Uh, you can find that at developers.google.com slash search slash updates slash ranking. And uh, it'll be in the show notes, of course, as well. But just a handy little chart if you're trying to troubleshoot or just uh, reference important dates from the past. Cool. Now, this next bit, uh, new video index ro report rolling out. I was trying to read up on a bit, of, as you mentioned, stuff there. But um, okay, so it's, this was announced on July 11th, and the new the new report is going to be rolled out over the next few months. Essentially. Uh, what it does is if your website has any videos, the report will appear in the left-hand navigation and it'll show how many pages Google's identified with a video, which videos were indexed successfully, and any issues preventing videos from being indexed. Uh, it's also going to... Uh, uh, oh, there's also an update to the URL inspection tool. Uh, if you, it'll check a URL that Google's detected video on. If, if you see one that video on, you're, you will see additional information about the indexing of that video. But what was puzzling me is I still find myself stuck on this is, is this only videos that you're hosting or not? So I had to look it up and the example they showed is kind of confusing to me. It's a YouTube video that was indexed. So I believe it will look at, <laughs> yeah, I believe it'll actually look at embedded video. So if you're embedding it, it'll tell you, at least in the URL inspection tool in the, I think it was in uh, the, the screenshot that they had there for the example, because I can't look at it live. I've tried a few different sites and it's not showing up yet, but it is still rolling out. Mm -hmm. um, the, the page in their example had a YouTube video embedded on it and that showed up in the URL inspection tool. Um, so I'm guessing it shows whether it's embedded or hosted on your site or whatever. Uh, hopefully we can have more of an update on this in a future show when it's more widespread and we can actually see it live. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess, yeah, it's just something about this doesn't make sense to me. And I, maybe I'm just still grasping it, but um, with it's YouTube, whatever. This stuff's already been noticed before. I guess it's just allowing us to see that because uh, we've already seen video do well on websites and, and such. Uh, it's funny that it's YouTube since Google owns YouTube, but whatever. There's also Vimeo. There's also a whole nother uh, lot of sites. There's a lot of sites out there that post video Wistia the whole bit that uh, we would want Google to be able to notice. And if it's only listed on your page, that's important to know. So YouTube example aside, which I don't think was the best example, uh, at least uh, you can see now that Google is noticing it. And if there are any problems, they're going to let you know. That's the key issue. All right. New rich result guidelines. What's this on? Oh, this is just more about uh, 
you know, Google's always sort of making steps about safety and, and all that kind of stuff. So they have updated their rich result content guidelines to disallow rich results for products that are widely prohibited or uh, regulated or can uh, facilitate serious harm. Uh, so Google actually added the following to their guidelines for rich results. Uh, do not mark up content that promotes widely prohibited or regulated goods, services, or information that may facilitate serious and or immediate or long-term harm to self or others. This includes content related to firearms, weapons, recreational drugs, tobacco, vaping products, and gambling related products. So the recommendation now is if you sell any of this sort of stuff, I think fireworks is also included. Um, it is recommended you remove your structured markup for those products. Although Google also noted that no manual actions will take place if you leave the markup in place on the site. So really you don't necessarily have to do anything, but if you have one of these sites and you're thinking, oh, I should mark up all my guns. Well, you, you don't have to, it's not, it, it, Google's going to ignore it and you will not be getting rich results for any products that fall into those categories. So I don't think we have any clients that sell any of that stuff currently. No, none. So, so it doesn't and, really affect us personally, but. Um, they don't mention specific, well, recreational drugs. Okay, there you go. So any marijuana sites, that kind of stuff, which are everywhere now, yep. um, would have to watch out for this. Uh, I don't know. I find it strange. I, I don't, it, it's kind of like Google saying, uh, add no follow tags to everything you don't want. You know, you don't want to share with someone or, uh, you know, uh, use a disavow file to prove that you don't want to be connected to, you know what, Google, figure this out yourself. Why are you making us do work for you? I hate yeah. when they do this. <laughs> At some well, point, I mean, they really should just ignore it. Why make anyone change anything? Well, in this case, it's weird because they say that if you do have this, these products marked up, they're not going to take action. They're just not going to index <laughs> them and they're going to ignore the markup, but they're going out to say that you need to not do this. Well, unless you're going to punish us for doing it, why does it matter? I don't know. It's like they're but I guess to it pretend does, they're not evil or something. I guess it will clarify <laughs> some things. Though. Like for the people that do have these types of websites that are wondering, why don't I have rich results anymore? What's going on? I guess it's, a, you know, to give them some transparency. Well, you don't have them anymore because we're just not allowing it anymore. Rather than people freaking out like, oh, my rich results are gone. And then they're, you know, panicking and whatever. Mm. So maybe that's more what it is. It's more about transparency than it is about uh, telling us what to do. I don't know. You know, in looking at some of these the future articles we're about to talk about or news items, it makes me kind of giggle because today is going to be a bit of a Google slam. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, what's the show without a bit of ranting? Um, so the next one here, Google Search Console anonymizes tons of queries, updates help doc after Ahrefs study. This is an article from SE Roundtable. Now, um, Really what this came down to is Ahrefs announced results of a study that showed 46.13%, so almost 50% of Google queries are classified as quote unquote anonymized queries and have no further information. These are the ones you say, uh, it's just blocked out within Google search console. There's very little information. Only the ones that are showing are the ones that they decide to show. When Barry uh, Schwartz reached out to Google, with this information, Google backtracked and clarified uh, their help document uh, with a new wording that instead of very rare, some queries are not shown in, in reports. I mean, come on. 
50% is not some. <laughs> it's a couple more uh, than some. Yeah. A few more. <laughs> anyway, their, their reasons, excuses is that uh, it's a limitation to the search console data collection that they don't keep all that information. And my deeply hated line that they're protecting searchers' privacy by blocking those queries. Come on. Anyway, I, I just, I don't believe that in a heartbeat. And if, if they were concerned about some identifying information showing up in a query for a health-related site, fine. Let's just block queries in that industry, not everyone. If they're really that concerned about it, which I really don't believe it is, I think it's just, let's make it more inconvenient for um, people who are trying to get data out of what, you know, what their searches are so they can do better in SEO. Uh, you know, this is all great information normally uh, so that everyone will go to ads, which is where Google makes their money. Um, I did never admit to that, but that's, that's what it's always smelt like. And I, I, I think that's what's going on here. Um, there's more coming. So let's take a quick break. We'll get back. We're going to talk some local SEO. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Van Ack. Okay. Okay. Now this is local death. SEO and there's been a change to the Google My Business mobile app. Tell me about it. Yeah, the death of another Google product. Really, <laughs> I feel like this happens also all too often. So back in November, I believe it was, uh, when Google My Business changed to Google Business Profile. Oh my goodness, am I forgetting the name now? Yeah, Google, Google Business Profile. Yeah. Oh, I had it right. Okay, great. Oh. Good. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so the Google My Business mobile app has been used by a lot of people, but not me, to make profile edits, communicate with customers, all that sort of thing. And now it is officially dead. It is toast. Uh, they announced in November it would be ending in 2022. And this month is uh, uh, July 2022 is the month that it is toast. So if you were used to using the app, I'm sorry, because I'm sure your life was easy when you get used to it. And now you've got to revert back to Google Maps app or Google search. Um, 
it's done. There you go. Another dead Google product. Yeah. And, and uh, there must have been a reason. I don't know what it was. I guess they're just trying to consolidate things into the specific app. In this case, Google Maps. It's not the worst idea, but um, yeah, just a little inconvenience that would seem like nothing, except there's always a whole bunch of them. Well, <laughs> Once yeah. from Google. Well, and you know, like for a lot of people, they won't care. They'll just log in the other way and do their updates. But I'm sure there are a number of people that go to their app every day and they're working on their business information and they're doing their stuff. And now they have to learn a new way to do it, which for some people that might be hard, you know, people that aren't very tech savvy and it took them forever just to do this. And now they've got to find, well, now what do I need? What do I need to do? Well, they may panic thinking they've lost their profile. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that sucks for some people. I mean, again, it won't affect me. We use everything for clients on desktop. So it's not like I'm using an app for that stuff, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it'll affect some for sure. And for those who are not tech savvy um, or SEO savvy, this next piece may play a role, uh, maybe kind of tricky for you. Uh, Google's Google business profile has added a toggle to hide the address of your location to customers. Now I know a lot of businesses would look at this and go, Ooh, finally I can hide my personal address and they're going to click on that and it's going to hide their address and they won't know what that means. That is a fundamental change to their entire online profile with Google. Their exposure is likely to plummet a whole number of things. Now it's perfectly fine if you are in fact, and this is the reason for this, a service area business where you don't have people coming to your location and you want to be found in a wide area that, you know, it's, and it, instead of being um, at, from a certain radius of your location, you say, okay, this is the whole area that I work in. I'm a plumber. Uh, just give me a call. I can arrive to any of these locations in this, in this, within this whole area. Then yes, you should have um, a service area business that actually may benefit you. If you have a bricks and mortar location, you're still going to do better. The irony there, um, by by actually having a Google business profile with your address and keeping it visible. Uh, service area businesses still do not do as well as businesses with a physical location. So by Google adding this toggle, it's going to look very simple and easy and innocuous for someone just to to hide their address uh, and feel all private. But that they're not going to realize is they're dooming their account for a while, at least until Google finally does a better job of letting service area businesses surface in results. Uh, so I'm, I'm a bit concerned about it, uh, especially with our clients. Um, we are very good at educating, but that doesn't mean that the education sticks. <laughs> and it's so easy just to click the little toggle and ruin a lot of work. So I'm a little concerned about this, to put it mildly. Uh, yeah, I guess we're going to see what happens. Yeah. yeah hopefully <laughs> they don't make this change. And, I, I think uh, there's definitely a place for it. And a lot of people will want to toggle that off. But like you said, it's uh, it's not going to be as cut and dry for a lot of businesses. So No, and if you just change the toggle, we don't know yet whether or not that takes time. Like for all we know, when you toggle off your business address, that is sent to Google and the damage is done for months. And when you toggle it back, that won't take effect for even more months, additional months. I don't know. It, it's, it could be very, very damaging. Uh, now, 
that's part of the so-called additional functionality that Google's offering. And I do like that they have it. Don't get me wrong. I think it is good that this can be done now. I just worry that it's going to be done by the, for the wrong reasons. Um, but Google is trying to make these, these, their Google business profile more effective, more usable, and so that people go there more often. Well, they're also doing something. This is the next story. Uh, they're now making sure that when you post, uh, you, know, you I hate this, when you post a Google post, again, I, I, I guess that's how you put it, um, to your Google business profile. What these are essentially your news items. Like, we got a sale on coming up or check out our open house on this date. And, and it shows up under your Google My Business profile and on your knowledge panel. If someone searches your business name in Google search, it'll show up there along with your information uh, you know, about anything that's special that's happening. Well, um, Google is now expiring those after six months. Uh, there was a time where uh, this information would stay there for quite a long time uh, if it wasn't time sensitive. Um, let's say, hey, did you know that we offer this service? Blah, blah, blah. This isn't something that expires. That could stay there for quite a while. Well, now they're making sure that anything you post there expires after six months so that you have to go in there on a regular basis to update your profile and to add this information, which is a good idea. I frankly, there is no doubt in my mind that being more active with your Google business profile is going to pay dividends. Google loves to see you in there. This is just yet another example of how they really want you to go in there and keep it updated. So do that. Um, it's going to pay dividends big time. And, uh, uh, Personally, I think you should have a Google business post at least once a month, uh, up to two or four times a month. Uh, it depends just how active your business is, if there's lots to share. So, so does this mean that after six months, you can, when the post is deleted, you can just go repost the post that was deleted and have this cycle <laughs> of every, every month you just repost everything that was deleted the month before? Because you know, you know, people are going to do that. There are going to be some You're people. Right. Just, Someone will, but that certainly won't yeah. work too well for them. Um, <laughs> no, it won't. I guess it'll show Google that you're there, that it's, a, it's not a dead profile, but that's yeah. about it. Just set all your posts into an automated system, and then you just have this cycle of new posts regurgitating in, in the, an endless forever loop. <laughs> you don't have to That's touch. the beauty of the wonderful quality <laughs> of the Google. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. All right, it's time for the Mueller files. Johnny's not here to give me crap, so I can say that again. Um, <laughs> although I thought about you, buddy. Okay, so... Uh, what is this? Tell me about this. Yeah, we got lots of little things here. Um, so over on Reddit, a Reddit user had asked John uh, about no follow versus follow links. They were having a bunch of major ranking problems. And he noted that their inbound links had a ratio of 75 to 25 follow versus no follow links. And he asked if, if that could be an issue. And simply John said, hmm? sorry. What's, just in case the crowd yes. doesn't know, what does that mean? Okay. So which part, but the no follow versus no follow. Yeah, so they, like yeah. what is 75 to 25 follow, follow versus no follow? Yeah, so they were saying that 75% uh, of his links were follow links, so do follow. 25% uh, of his links were all tagged no follow. His inbound links were tagged no follow. And he was asking about the ratio of follow versus no follow and the importance of that on rankings. And John had simply replied, uh, any problem your site has would not be due to the ratio of follow to no follow links. That's just not a thing. So it's not a big surprise for me, but it, I felt like it was important to put it in here because if somebody is troubleshooting and they're looking at all the little 
grainy bits of detail and they see that they have so many follow links and so many no follow links and they wonder I, you know, is there a certain percentage point where you need to have at least so many percentage, you know, so many no follow links to make your profile look natural? That's just not the case. So it's something you don't have to worry about. And John confirmed that. So there we go. Yeah. And, and just to add yeah. some background again, um, a follow link is, isn't something you actually say follow. It just means that yeah. um, this is a person who's linking to your website uh, to, to your business and it's happily given. There's no block to it. They're fine. Essentially they're fine being, re uh, related to you in some way or another. They're not blocking the value of that link. Now, if they added a no follow tag to that, uh, shared link to your website, then they would be saying, I don't want to be associated with you, or I can't, uh, you know, I want to be careful and I don't necessarily want to be connected with you. Uh, so there was a concern at one point, um, if you had a lot of people linking to you with no follow, uh, did that impact your visibility? If you had very, very few people linking to you with follow. So saying, I, I do want to be associated with you with major amounts of them, not wanting to be associated with you. Um, and I still think that, um, it makes sense to be concerned about it. Um, because you know, a lot of no follow links are, you know, it says something, but what this comes down to and what John has said is that it's really, we, we just, I think is what, if you read between the links, between the links, there we go, um, <laughs> works. It, is that, um, he's saying that we only care about the ones that are follow, uh, you know, if, if you have good links pointing to you and they're from relevant sites or authoritative sites, then you're doing well. Um, and don't worry about it if you got a lot of no follows. I think I covered that a bit better. Like status and value there, just for anyone who's totally and doesn't have a clue about this stuff. So hopefully that helped you out. So uh, <laughs> this is a good one too, right? Uh, does the CMS matter for search ranking? So your content management system. This is WordPress. God forbid Drupal, uh, Joomla, <laughs> some of these <laughs> other <laughs> platforms. Um, these are systems that allow you to manage your website and build sites and you know, tons of stuff. It's great stuff. But someone asked, does this matter for search rankings? Does Google care? And what is your thought on Well, Google, John says, no, as far as he knows, it doesn't matter. What's your thought on this, Scott? Uh, on the surface, it doesn't matter for the system. I don't think it makes any difference because the major ones are good these days. If it's some proprietary system that your developer just built for you, it may or may not matter. The fact that it's a different CMS in itself doesn't matter, but the way it's built and the, the functionality and the flexibility for SEO uh, yeah. might matter. So, you know, does the CMS allow you to customize areas on a page by page basis? Does it allow you to, you know, change a title tag or, or, uh, add structured markup if you need to, or uh, adjust canonical tags or upload, uh, like we've seen systems in the past where you can't even upload a, a custom robots.txt file, which is like ludicrous, but sometimes they're like that. So, you know, for the, any of the major systems, it doesn't matter. I mean, even, you know, we come down hard on Wix sometimes or or even like you just did with Joomla or, or, or Drupal and stuff like that. But really they can all do well, uh, mm -hmm. but you need to make sure that in some situations you have the appropriate plugins or modules or apps or whatever that CMS is calling the add-ons 
to allow you to do the SEO friendly, flexible things that you need to do. So, you know, if the particular system you want is a lesser known system, you got to do a bit of research and make sure that it is capable of being updated or, or something to do what you need to do. Yeah. I mean, think of it, a car analogy. Does it really matter what kind of car you have? Well, no, they all drive mostly. <laughs> they should. Um, yeah. But uh, some will do better and some won't break down as much. Uh, some are more efficient. Uh, some will go faster. I think it's in many ways, you know, they're not all perfect analogies, but content management systems are the same. Some are easier to work with. You can easily fix a, your Volkswagen Beetle if you know basic mechanics, um, but good luck doing that on a Ferrari uh, or any of the new digitally based cars. Well, the same concept, you know, if a, con a content management system, if, if you try and uh, really get into the, the bells and whistles of a custom uh, content management system, you're going to be and for a world of hurt if you try and do it yourself. And sometimes making changes can cost a fortune. We have a couple of clients like that, don't we, Scott, where they ask yeah, for do. one change and it takes thousands of dollars and weeks and weeks for something that should have taken an hour and maybe a hundred bucks. They, they, there was one, I can't remember what it was that they needed done. And they, they asked their developer of the content management system and they were quoted, I think it was nine or 10 hours to do it, whatever the task was. And if their, their site had been WordPress, it was something I could do in under five minutes. <laughs> And they were quoted, I think it was 10 hours of labor, which is, it's I don't disgusting. know what the billable was, but over a thousand dollars to something I would have just done for free. I wouldn't have even yeah. billed the client for that because it would have been so fast. So, you know, if you're going proprietary, you really want to know what you're in for if they need it, if you need a change, what are they willing to do for you? Um, you know, what can you do yourself? Because sometimes, you know, if, if you've got a WordPress site or even Shopify or whatever, you can do just about anything yourself or, or you can do everything yourself. If it's proprietary, sometimes the doors are locked. You need to hire the developer mm -hmm. to make changes and you can't do it yourself. It may not affect SEO, but it's going to affect your budget when you need it to uh, you know, be updated for whatever reason. So. And God forbid the company that made that platform goes under or just shuts down. Um, yeah, we have one right now who did a phenomenal, I got to say, it's the best job I've ever seen done for a, a custom content management system. I mean, they, they just knocked it out of the park and they've been working with this client for 20, 21 years, something like that. Uh, so impressed. I, I was just, I, I couldn't help but share that with them. I said, man, you guys did an amazing job here. I can see why he's been with you so long. And, you know, this isn't their fault, but they're, they're going in a different direction now and now they need to shut it down and, um, they want someone to take over. So we're going to do that. Well, I hope, but it's not easy. And we are ultimately going to have to switch it to a different system. That's expensive, very expensive. Um, and I would say that is not the norm in terms of uh, a good result. I've seen mostly poor results from custom platforms and mostly uh, horrific pricing and you just feel caught when yeah. you're using a custom CMS. Again, not always, but I would say the majority of the time, unfortunately. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, 
WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami Day College. Connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in English, Spanish, French, and Creole, answering questions and signing hard copies. The 2022 edition of the Miami Book Fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together, meet, and make new friends, exchange ideas, and discover one's next favorite author. Let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award-winning novelists, Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, poet Sandra Cisneros, and authors writing about the trending topics of the day. Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Kurlansky, Samantha Cole, Stacey Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag Miami Book Fair 2022. So in other words, uh, no, it doesn't matter which ones you use for search rankings unless you get into the nitty gritty and find out which ones actually have a better track record and which ones are more affordable and how much you can manage in house. And, you know, it depends. Our favorite it, it phrase. De- <laughs> it depends. Take a shot. Yeah. Uh, the next bit here is about this. Uh, we actually talked about this. Is there any uh, about the disavow file is what I was saying. Um, we were talking about that. And he says, is there any risk in deleting a disavow file? This is another question for John Mueller. Um, and, and really what it comes down to is the disavow file, which was designed for people to share which websites, this is with Google, they do not want to be associated with that, that have linked to them. Um, so maybe they found a whole bunch of quote unquote toxic websites linking to them. They say, Google, no, don't, don't, I did not build these links to myself. These are not me. Please ignore them. That was used. And it was done in about 2012 when they first released. That's hard to believe it's been that long. Yeah. Decade Um, already. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Google can now distinguish between accidental and manipulative links, manipulative links. And, And this is something that back when this was launched and I was talking with John about this, I was furious. I, I just thought Google should know. Why are they making us work for it? It's been my tune for quite a while. I hate when they make us do things that they should already be doing themselves. Uh, that is pawned off on us. Well, now they finally apparently can distinguish between accidental and manipulative links. No, I shouldn't say now. They've been doing that for quite a while. And that's been well known. Uh, but that's his response. We can now distinguish them. So unless you think you did have a manual penalty, and that's why you put the disavow file there, he says, you're, you're fine just to remove it. Don't worry about it and move on. Uh, I think that's really valuable 
insight for anyone out there who's freaked out about it. And maybe Chris just created this valve file just to be sure they protected their listings. Don't worry about it. Remove it. Um, he did suggest keeping a copy of what you had there just so you know, but other than that, go for it. Yeah, I feel like it's been years <clears throat> since I've uploaded a disavow file. You know, like you said, unless you're chasing a penalty or you've got major issues you're trying to sort out, you, you just don't need it. And I wouldn't even chance it because you, unless you can, and you can't do this, but unless you could fully guarantee that a link you're trying to disavow was actually harmful, if you disavow it, there's a chance it's actually helping you. And now you've, you know, I don't know, it's just not worth playing with unless you've got really solid evidence that it's, uh, you've got some yeah. problems there. Yeah. I think the last time might've been six years ago when we did a disavow file and it was because we weren't sure what the heck was going on with this client. I can't pinpoint which one it was, but that's what it felt like in my memory here. <laughs> yeah. My leaky sieve memory. Um, all right. So last but not least, I uh, had a question on Facebook today. Uh, I did answer it via video. I'm going to try and do that a little more often just because it's kind of fun. It's easier for me to do and uh, I think more personable. Anyway, it was on our step forth uh, Facebook page. And the question was uh, whether or not there be any harm done to this person's SEO, the, the results, if they started marketing different domains that they had pointing to their main domain. So in other words, uh, uh, site A is their main site. That's the one they have rankings for, it's doing really well. Well, they bought, sort of, that's the domain A. Then they bought domain B and C and D, and they wanna start using those for different types of marketing. And long and the short of it is, I said, they don't matter, go for it. They're not gonna hurt you. Now, it depends. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going there. I know. Well, it always does because, well, what are you doing with those domains? Are you going to be trying to link build with them? Or are you trying to do stuff that's just shifty? Well, that can pass that negative authority to your site, uh, that negative tink, uh, that, that just, it can be bad. Okay. So um, don't worry about it if you're just going to use them different kinds of newsletters or, or perhaps your, uh, in this example, he does a tutoring. So if, uh, and for seniors, so if he wants to use his senior tutoring domain on a, on a forum, which is about seniors learning and trying new things, that's probably a good idea because they're going to think, wow, this person's definitely, definitely relevant to what I've, this is, this is great. I'm going to click on this because it said senior in the domain. Now his main like a domain doesn't actually say it. it just says tutoring or whatever it may be. So um, what you'd want to make sure of though, is that they don't just send them to the home page when they click on that senior domain, they should be sent to a specific section of your website that is focused on seniors tutoring. Uh, that provides the best experience and it's, well, frankly, going to be more impactful and you're likely to keep them on the site. Uh, so anyway, that was my feedback forum, and, and I welcome anyone to send questions. We love answering them on the show, and uh, even on Step Force Facebook page, we see them. I did take a couple of weeks to notice it. <laughs> you got there though. I uh, yeah, actually, I uh, thanks to Carlene, my my assistant, she noticed it. Thank goodness, and it was not easy to find. Actually, in fact, the the comment didn't even show up unless we selected all comments. Oh, I hate that. It made no sense. I, really don't like Facebook. But anyway, 
I'm glad you, I'm glad it's there for you guys. And uh, we do welcome your questions. And if uh, we don't answer quickly, or it's been a couple of weeks, please ping us, you know, email me Ross at stepforth.com or uh, go to the face, our SEO 101 uh, uh, community on Facebook. And when you're in there, we do check that every single week before the, or every single uh, show prior to every show. So do do that and we'll check it out and see if we can answer on the show or I'll post a post an answer via video. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my company, Senior SEO, Scott Vanak, thank you for joining us today. Remember, we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at seo101radio.com uh, where you won't miss a single link and you can refresh your memory of a past show at any time. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air twice a month on WMR.fm. Great. Thank you, everybody, for listening. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.